bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, we're going to have to edit that to get rid of that other part. You know that, right? Because otherwise I'm going to fall asleep every time I <laughs> hear the end of my open. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, when I'm on LinkedIn... I always set it to where I'm standing up and then I open up and I start talking and then it's two and I got to readjust my computer and it's just, yeah, just one of those things that always goes on. You know, like when I'm trolling the internet, looking around at things that are happening, looking around at uh, the different stories that are on. But every now and then, some things just catch my eye. Some things make me go, did, did I just read what I thought I just read? Did I actually see something that I just read? And it's, it's got to be, no, that can't be right. So I'll just tell you, an official at Minnesota's State University System sparked controversy last week. By suggesting, you ready? Declining enrollment is because a local campus is too diverse. Now, what is he's trying to say? What exactly is this particular person trying to say? While University of Minnesota Board of Regents Vice Chair Steve Svigum, S-V-I-G-G-U-M, never once mentioned race or gender or sexual orientation 
the intent behind his use of the words diverse and diversity seem very apparent to at least one of his colleagues. This is from news1.com. During a meeting last Thursday, Svigum had one question in particular for the interim chancellor at the University of Minnesota Morris. The question was this, is it possible that at Morris we've become too diverse? Is that at all possible from a marketing standpoint? Svigum claimed his friends, in quotes, told him their children wouldn't be attending the University of Minnesota Morris because it was because of what? The aforementioned diversity. He said, I received a couple letters, two actually, from friends whose children were not going to go to Morris because it was too diverse of a campus. They didn't feel comfortable there. Sviggum said during the meeting, is it at all possible in the specifics of Morris that we've become too diverse for a student to attend? Again, I am on thin ice. I understand that at 71 or 72 years old, I say things that I would never have even thought when I was 52. Well, the interim chancellor, Shrunk Erickson, was beside himself and firmly rejected the notion, according to a report from a local news outlet, KSTP. His response was, I think that they would be shocked that anyone would think our campus was too diverse. They certainly feel at times isolated where they're located. So the answer is from that perspective, no. And then later, Sviggum sort of reversed his stance, but, you know, not really. He told the TV station, I'm not saying it's because of diversity. I'm not saying it's not because of diversity. I don't know, but somebody should be asking the question. Would you ask a question if a school was all black and a white person went there and said, no, I don't want to go there because the school is too diverse. What, what exactly is the person? I would love to know, one, what was the race of the person who said that they didn't want to go there because it was too diverse? The sample size at the University of Minnesota Morris is quite small. Its enrollment estimated to being less than 1,300 students in 2021 freshman class included 293 students, a fact that begs the question, what exactly would constitute too much diversity in such a small number of college students? And so I think what people are missing here, I think what people are missing here is nowhere in this story did it tell how many black, white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, like who goes to the school? Who goes to the school? Just tell us. And that will help us understand exactly what those two people were talking about. First of all, I'm hard pressed to think that a slew of black people or Hispanic people for that matter, I don't know, would go to school in Minnesota to begin with. I, I just can't fathom. Although I know people that live in Minnesota. I know black people live in Minnesota, whole family, everything. But then again, I thought the same thing about Wisconsin too, and here I am. So I think it begs the question, how do we answer someone 
who says their children didn't want to go to a school because of the makeup of the body. Well, first of all, that's your prerogative. If you don't want to go to school because you think it's too diverse, and if two of your friends at age 71, 72 years old are telling you they don't want to go to a school because they probably see not enough people as them, I would tell them the four questions, the four words that they need to hear. Welcome to the club. I've been putting up with that for, I don't know, five decades. Everywhere you go, everywhere you work, everywhere you live, everything you do, you're not the majority. And the fact that somebody said their kid felt uncomfortable in college, that's where you should feel uncomfortable. That's where you learn. That's where you grow. That's where you have to deal with things that you don't normally have to deal with in becoming an adult. I think it's unfortunate that this person let their child not go somewhere because they felt uncomfortable. It's unfortunate that they didn't let their child become an adult. I mean, I've heard some dumb reasons not to go to schools. To them, it's valid. I get it. But I've heard some dumb things for people not to go to school. I've heard that the school was too big. I've even heard that the school was too hard. In this case, the school was too small. But I don't know. Too diverse? And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Like, what? What, really? Wait, y'all, fine. It's time for you to take a break, bro. <laughs> he said, okay. <laughs> Look at Can't even get a ding. Can't get a ding out of brother. Can't even get a ding. <laughs> Who was that? It's from Scary Movie. Um, it's called Too Cool for School. Were any black people in Scary Bounds Movie? Bounds of Wayne. Were any black people in Scary Movie? Yeah. How many? The Wayans Brothers. And they probably all got killed, right? Exactly. Now they made it. <laughs> That's because they was a, they produced the movie, dude. Like, really? And directed it. <sighs> my God. My God. My God. Can't take them Gen Z's. Millennials nowhere. This is a boomer moment. <laughs> I beat you to it. Um, talking text line, Southside Frank said, I'm also frank, candid, and straight. Joe declaring increased domestic oil is nothing short of a huge play for the opposition. Joe is okay by me. I don't understand what that means. Big decision to open this can of worms. Anyway, 
He goes on to say, can any institution be too diverse? Are we not the perennial melting pot? That is a dumb question. No, we're not. We're not a perennial melting pot. We are not a perennial melting pot. That's a lie. And the melting pot is is, is Italians and Irish and, and Norwegian and Swedish, right? English, not black, not Latino or Latina. So, no, we're not a melting pot. Look at the neighborhoods. We're not a melting pot. That's a lie. If you look at the country as a whole, we could tell that lie. But we're not a melting pot. Stop lying. If we were a melting pot, we could live wherever we want to live. We could buy a house wherever we want to buy it. And we can't. You know why? Majority of the time, people don't want to. The other time, the system is set up to stop us and block us from being able to do that. And that's just how life is. Many of us prefer to live around people that look like us. That's why you live out in wherever you live out somewhere, right? That's okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when we say melting pot, that's garbage. America is not a melting pot. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017. So wait, this is what Al said. What is the term for when black and brown students who haven't been around a lot of white students or white people in general go to a PWI and have to be uncomfortable but have to learn to adjust and survive? I call that life. Clearly other people don't. And I think something DZ just said, culture shock. But the problem with that is this. We always have to deal with it unless we go to a historically black college or university. We don't get to do that at a PWI. You suck it up and go to school. And if they say you feel uncomfortable, they wonder why you feel uncomfortable. Everybody around here is nice, but nobody looks like me. And it's not until you're in the reverse situation or they'll say, oh, well, I go to other countries and I don't feel that way. You're lying. You don't live there. You don't have to buy food, get a job, operate there. So I think you're lying to yourself if you believe that. We have always had to acquiesce. We've always had to acquiesce and suck it up. And deal with the majority. Everywhere, every place I've ever worked. And that's just how it is. That's just how it is. We've had to put up with it for years. I put up with it now. Why is it always okay and we can never say anything and we can never speak up about how we feel? And everybody else is just quiet. Hey, don't say anything. You know, we want to be or don't say anything because we want to get paid. We want to make our money. We'll just be quiet. I'm tired of that. If I don't feel comfortable, I'm going to say so. And you can't hide behind job, title, religion, nothing. If you make people feel bad, does that matter? No. But for some reason, Black people are the only people that seem to have to just suck it up and deal with it. 
It's tiresome. And black people are tired. 833-212-1017. What are your thoughts? Do you, are, are you tired of, of not being able to, within reason, in a respectful way, say how you feel, say what you do and don't want to do? It's like this representation thing, right? Sometimes you just feel like everybody, hey, we need something from a black person. Let's ask. Hey, you want to? And sometimes you don't feel comfortable enough saying, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I know you want to do something for Black History Month. I don't want to do anything for Black History Month. I'm tired of representing. Stop. Hey, we got a committee and we need somebody, quote unquote, of color to be on. No, I'm not. I'm done. I'm not going to be your token. I'm not going to be your check mark. I'm not going to be your diversity person on the, and then, because when I get there, you're not going to listen to me anyway. You're going to say, I don't represent all black people anyway. So why am I there? Why am I giving input that you are not going to take? And so you just move on. And we saw after George Floyd, people just got tired. Black people are tired of having to conform to a world, to a lifestyle, to a culture that is foreign to us and that got forced onto us by people that did not look like us. The story I read the other day, chemicals that you put in your hair. Pressed hair. We're not going to talk about the people that actually put it in your hair because they wear gloves. Right? The chemicals that you use that can cause cancer. I think that needs to be a bigger study so that we can actually get to the root and understanding of what that means. You ready? For any community that actually uses hair care products that straighten your hair. Thank you, Madam C.J. Walker. But you can't blame her for doing something that helped black women actually get jobs and be taken in and thought of as even human because they had to straighten their hair. And I'm just at a point now where we should stop apologizing for nappy hair. Because we didn't call it nappy. Somebody else did. Twisties, braids, dreads. Stop. Be who you are. And if they don't want you to wear it at work for a legitimate reason, I'm not talking about a reason like, you know, working in public service, you know, or long hair as a firefighter. Because you get, you know, burned up. You know, so we got to figure out how we're going to present ourselves so that we're acceptable to other people because they accept us as we are. Not to conform, but we actually are accepted. Because it's, it's just tiring. You get tired of all that. I know I do. What are your thoughts? 833 one seven. You know, Al was was right when he said it. He said, 
What is the term for when black and brown students who haven't been around a lot of white people or white people in general go to a PWI, predominantly white institution, and have to be uncomfortable but have to learn to adjust and survive? Well, many times we've already learned that. Our parents, our, our siblings who went before us have already taught us this is how you need to be. This is how you need to talk. They'll get scared. If you get upset about something, they'll call you an angry black man, an angry black woman. And as I've learned, you can't, even, you can't even joke about it because then somebody will take you seriously. And it's unfortunate that that happens. But then you have to take a step back and go, no matter what, you still have to be careful at how you present yourself. Is that something we still need to do today? Is that something we need to look at with something that's happening in Minnesota, our neighboring state? And have you ever felt uncomfortable at a predominantly white institution, predominantly white job, predominantly white organization? 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, elections are coming up in Wisconsin, so this is our opportunity to make our voices heard. Our friends at AARP created a comprehensive election guide where you can find up-to-date information on how to register the rules for early voting key deadlines and more visit aarp.org forward slash wi votes to get all the information you need to cast your ballot your vote is important because it can change the future for you your family and your community so stay informed make sure your voice is heard so for the latest voting information visit aarp.org forward slash W.I. Votes. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You better work it. Excess. DJ Sarasa Chicka, 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 boom, boom I can't help it Like a heavy deck of cards, so I dealt it I'm the fire from the spark, yeah, you felt it Pull a lighter from the dark, then you melt it I was building up an arc when it's raining Well, no better time to stop when we're painting Why well, you wanna make a mark, what you saying? What you playing? What you saying, baby, what you saying? Make a statement now, no delay Fashion in the breeze, we don't sway Why they hating? Escapating Bad mind, watch your face when I read them Heard them talking dreams they were chasing Now they snorting keys off a of basin Now they down on knees when they praying Why you faking G's time, you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. We got Bob from Illinois hanging on, but JB2 said Milwaukee may not be perfect, but I often take for granted I can go to a mall and be around a multitude of people and not think about it. When I went to my basically all-white college, it was the first time in my life I experienced direct racism. I definitely felt like an other. It was refreshing to come home. I remember that when I used to work on the South side and I liked working on the South side, right? Um, it was quieter. It was slower. You got to learn your job. Um, we had our shootings and our, you know, homicides and stuff like that. But however, when I got transferred to district seven, when 
Chief Jones did a big shuffle of the whole city and put people, took people out of their comfort zone and moved them around. So they had to relearn their jobs and relearn who the people were and re-engage with the community, stuff like that. I went to District 7, late shift, overnights. Then, I don't know, like a month or so afterwards, I went days. And I'll, I'll tell you a story. I don't, I don't remember whether or not I told you this story about what happened going day shift, but that was another issue. Um, and I think after the next break, or even after I talk to Bob, I'll, I'll tell you that story because DZ is going to remind me. Um, it was refreshing to work in an area where the majority of people in the neighborhood look like me. I was I was actually happy. People, oh my God, you're going to District Seven. It's busy. It's the worst district in the city. Oh my God! And I went there, and I absolutely loved it. Had some bosses that were not very nice, not very kind. Tried to mess me over, accuse me of things, stuff like that. I put up with it, but I felt comfortable. Even driving around, I felt comfortable because I saw people that looked like me. I understood. The culture. And that was one of the things that I, I actually had a really good time, met some really cool people. And I mean, good, good coppers that were at District 7, regardless of race. They did their job and they were fair and they did it. I know all the haters going to call. I get it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Bob from Illinois. You're on the new 1017 The Truth. How you, Bob? Hello, Dr. King. You know, you know, it is. It, the reason I, I I did it for three months, June, July, and August, and I went to school with an all-white, you know, in Wayne, Nebraska, 50 miles from Sioux City. And this, you know, I appreciate how people like our ancestors and as well as you, you know, my mother, she couldn't drink but at a colored water fountain, you sacrificed. And here I am. And then here you are, my daughter and got grandkids. If they hadn't sacrificed to live, it's just a different culture. We can't, I can't listen to the Who and the Beatles. And it, I was so glad after three months to get back to Milwaukee to listen to some OJs and LaVert and, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. I, it's, it's just not bad, but, you know, we've got some ridiculous people, but it's just a really different culture. Nothing negative. I mean, except for the real true racist, but, you know, we have to stomach that. Uh, you know, I don't hear too much from you uh, objecting, uh, so I guess I've got a way clean here. <laughs> it, it's not that I object, but I think, first of all, I think you're right. I think everybody goes through that. And I'm not, me saying that doesn't diminish the fact that black people have been going through it for centuries. And I know people don't want to yeah. hear it. And I know people don't want to acknowledge it but black people are tired you know we feel the way some white people feel you want to be around people that look like you you want to hang out with people that look like what? you you want to marry people that look like you and okay, i don't doctor, think what 
Say what? Okay, now what, what, if, what if my mother would have said, oh, I'm not putting up with I can't drink it, no colored water fountain. I'm going to burn this place down, then I might not have been here. You know, but I'm here now. Right. And my kid. So it's it's a it's it's really nice that you sacrifice as ancestors sacrifice. So because it, it's a lot better. You can drink it any water fountain now and it's gonna get a little better or better, I guess. But we don't wanna die. We wanna sacrifice to live in a way, you Correct. know, I I think. I'll talk to you later, doctor, before you get on my case. I'm always getting on your case, Bob, because we we love you calling. Take care, man. Okay. All right. 833-212-1017. (laughs) JB2 say, don't forget, they think we are there to play sports. Of course. Are you a basketball player? You're tall. What sport do you play? No, ma'am, I actually have a brain. I'm in college to learn and to prosper. Oh, that's cute. You're going to get your degree? I was sitting in Starbucks and a lady asked me that when I was working on my PhD. Oh, that's cute. You're going to school? Oh, at your age? Oh, that's that's nice. Are you Are you getting your associate's or your bachelor's degree? And I was like, no, I'm getting a PhD. And the look on her, uh-huh. yeah, we can actually go to school and like learn stuff too. Yeah. Like, like reading, writing, and arithmetic is on our side of the line too. <laughs> DZ didn't even know what to do with that. He was like, I, 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 uh, okay. Talking text line says, ask Bob what the name of the band he played in. You played in a band, Bob? Call us back and tell us what band. He played saxophone. Huh? Bob was played in a band at the Cook County Correctional. Was he in jail when he did it? Or he just played in a band that played in there? And what? What? The click. Okay. Wow. Wow. No, that just means he's older. You mean timetable don't count. He had, see, DZ went to public school, so we be trying to get him to count. We we be we be trying to get DZ to count, but he, he don't be. I would say what college you went to, DZ, but I'm not. Hey, Bob. Yes, sir. What, yes, what was the sir. name of the band? Be, what was the name of the band you played in? Oh boy, I try to be incognito as much as I can, but I did you say incognito? What? Incognito. I oh, okay. try to be, but All I right. guess you know, you, you know, as much as y'all sacrifice, I guess what I do is so small. Soul Serenaders, man. We cut a record of boat cruises, junior ball, senior prom. You know, uh, you know, I I was pretty good, and you know, I mean, we were the number one band, and you know, uh, in that town we were in, and you know, and you know, we could even cut a record. It didn't go nowhere. The name of the record is uh, "In Over My Head." That was that was when I was, you know, young. I mean, and what was it called? The Soul Serenade. Soul Serenaders. 
Uh, I hate to say that because then somebody <laughs> might cheat and know, and know me. You know what I mean? Goodness sakes. You know, yeah, we, we, we were, we had battle of the bands. We were good. I, and, and just to mention it, three, about two months ago, you know, uh, my uh, in-laws, my, my, my daughter's in-law were letting my son-in-law and my daughter stay at her house until they had a house built. And I just, you know, went over their house and blew my sex and gave her $100 just to show my appreciation, you know, that as old as I am, my daughter, you know, I was proud of her. That's, uh, I can't say, I don't, everybody brags about their kids. I don't mean to, I mean, you know, but I was proud of her. You Bob, know, don't you, Bob, don't you ever not brag about your kids. <laughs> uh, I knew I'd get hit by you sooner or later. I well, I'm saying, was- I'm saying it's great. And, 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 uh, and, and another thing I want to remind you of. You can't use the word just when you're talking about yourself. I was just a talk show host. I was just a student. No, that's important. No, it's important for you to be a talk. What you do and what your station does. I'm a just, I'm just a lay member, you know, I mean, and you know, and for you to do what you do and, and uh, and black men is the worst thing on this earth if you know that you know what I mean. Bob, but you know, Bob. But you're but you're <laughs> but Bob, you're why we're here. Like you're the reason why we do what we do. Give access to the airwaves. Talk about like that's that's the reason why we're here. Like you are literally yeah, yeah, yeah. more important than we are. Well, we 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 kind of understand that uh but the way the world is you have to uh, we have to endure what we actually are treated like and not not that we're you know getting hung every day like we did in slavery uh, we have to endure and then we have to come out with common sense that's just what we have to do we're made in god's image anyway men are so we got to be the strongest we got to be very strong and endure yes we do suck it in yep Okay, right. I talk to you later, gangster. Take care. <laughs> the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon, Charlene and the Soul Serenaders. We don't know if that's the right one, but we played it anyway because we played it for Bob from Illinois. 833-212-1017 is the number. Dr. Ken Wayne said, while I believe we all feel no one should have to die to be treated fairly, if it wasn't for Dr. King, Malcolm X, and to some degree, George Floyd, 
we don't get the opportunity to say things have gotten a little better. And then he wrote later, I'm just awesome. <laughs> Vanity at its best. Um, Al said the Beatles and the Who have great music, Bob. <clears throat> okay. Um, I've never liked the Beatles song. No, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I have one song that I liked by the Beatles. That was the only song. The only other song I liked by anybody who was a Beatle. First of all, I've never liked anything. Maybe, wait a minute, who made Mind Games? So keep on playing those mind games. Was that George Harrison? Maybe George, that one. Uh, Ringo Starr, never liked any music by him. Um, Paul McCartney, Band on the Run. And Live and Let Die. By uh, yeah, the the theme to the to the movie "Live and Let Die," the James Bond movie. That's it. No more Beatles. Like that's it. Like four was that three songs? Maybe four. That's it. I don't like anything else by anybody. That's a Beatle. What? What do you mean? What? Doctor King, come on, Yellow Submarine. No. Strawberry Fields. No. Strawberry Fields forever. forever. Come on. Forever. Keep it off. Don't ever play that on my. You can play "Band on the Run" by Paul McCartney. Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney and Wings. You can play um, Come Together. Here come old flat top. Here come grooving up slowly. He got juju eyeballs. He come holy roller. He got hair. No. He got hair down. Somebody said, hey, Jude. No. I already gave the ones that I like. I can differ with you if I want to. Well, I got to agree with everybody. This is my show. Doggone morning people always trying to get you to listen to their music. It's enough I'm talking about it. <clears throat> but um, I was more of a Beatles fan when they broke up and had individual music, but I've never liked anything by John Lennon. Then some knucklehead Wayne said, it sounds like you were more of a Monkees fan. <sighs> you, you do know the Monkees were not a real group, right? I'm just saying. The Monkees were a TV band. But then again, Wayne probably listened to the Partridge family and thought they were real too, right? <laughs> DZ is like, who the Partridge family? was that? <laughs> you know the beauty of it? You, look, look, you, you, you got you to gotta love it. Shout out to the Partridge family bus. Let me tell you what you can do with that bus. Partridge family bus. What's wrong with you? Partridge family bus. Y'all see what I'm putting up with? Well, actually, it's the other way around. You see what he's putting up with? <laughs> it's actually me. <laughs> hey, hey, 3-3-2-1-2-1-0-1-7 is the number. We got the top five and five coming at five o'clock. So y'all make sure everybody know that every day when I'm here, we doing the top five at five. I got some pretty good ones for you uh Today, I, I think you'll be very interested. Some some things happening around the country, happening in the city. You know, some of our prosecutors are up to it again, doing silly things, silly times and silly ways. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to um, fix the DA's office because they are just terrible. They're terrible. 
and I would love to have the district attorney on. Like, if the district attorney is available and would love to come on my show, I would love to have him to to get some explanations on exactly how cases are are getting through, how cases are going. Somebody said they love the Beatles too. I didn't say I love the Beatles. Four one four six two eight. I didn't say I love the Beatles. I said I love one song. Come together. That's it. Back when they was on Apple Records. That's it. But after the five top five at five, you can tell me what your favorite. Because I have a music topic that I want to talk about. And I have some things I want to share with you about some of my favorite music that I think is worth talking about. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, I was, uh, two, three, four, five. Okay. So I was, I was trolling around the internet before we, before we go to news and all that fun stuff. And On today's date, the United States Navy accepted a black woman. They started accepting black women this day back in 1944. We actually started accepting black women. Also, the first blacks were elected to the House of Representatives. Black Republicans won three of the four congressional seats in South Carolina. And so I already knew that, but I I just found it interesting that that was the first time blacks were ever allowed to hold national seats. And then <clears throat> that whole reconstruction thing came and they was like, nope, we rolling y'all up out of here. And then that's when the South began to do the things that they did um, after 1865. And from there, it went South. So often found that interesting. That was October 19th, 1870. But then by the time the, the uh, 20th century rolled around, they weren't having it. So it's interesting to see that we made inroads after slavery only to be shut down and told there were some things we couldn't do. And there were some things that uh, we couldn't have. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I must have eaten something or drank something that's not agreeing with me. And so in order to offset that, I think it's important that I like take a break at the top of the hour, play some commercials and go get me some hot chocolate. I just need some hot. Like I'm I'm at a point now I'm depressed. And when I get depressed, I need a pick me up. And for me, that's called hot chocolate. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Don't look at me if I got drool down my face. It's, you know, it's just hot chocolate. Tune in to the new 1017 The Truth this Saturday.